This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. In these tough times, we need to step up. I'm determined to get Britain moving, to get us through the tempest, and to put us on a stronger footing as a nation. Prime Minister Liz Truss recognised the tough times people across the UK are facing, as she gave her big speech at the Conservative conference on Wednesday. Those paying mortgages and first-time buyers are among those who know just what those tough times look like as they stare down the barrel of average mortgage rates rising to 6% and over. Just a couple of weeks ago, on the day of the Chancellor's mini-budget announcement, average rates sat at 4.74%. But on Tuesday, lending giant the Halifax announced it was upping its two-year fixed rate to 5.84%. The government has introduced stamp duty savings for house buyers, but it's thought some people will find their monthly mortgage payments unaffordable. Joining me now is the Evening Standards business editor, Jonathan Prynne. So, Jonathan, some more bad news around mortgages. The Halifax has put up interest rates on a range of deals to over 5%. Have people's worst fears come true? (laughs) Well, that's a very good question. Certainly, it's not what any homeowner wants to hear. All these rates were pulled from the market last week during the great mortgage meltdown that followed the mini-budget on the 23rd. And then Halifax have come back today with their new revised pricing. And as you say, they are all typically over one or roughly one and a third percentage points higher than they were when they were pulled last week. So that that's a really, really big increase. It's very unusual to see such big increases in such a short space of time. But I think that reflects, unfortunately, where the money markets think interest rates are heading from the Bank of England. And yes, that means that every time you come to, when people come to remortgage or when first-time buyers go into the market to get a deal, it's going to be a lot more expensive than it was just um, a week and a half ago. And with the average two-year fixed rate at around 6%, you'd have thought that's way out of a lot of people's affordable price ranges. Are there any signs of the housing market slowing down as a result? Well, that's very interesting. There aren't many signs, actually. At the moment, the market's still going very well. London prices are rising at around 10%. But of course, the data's all quite historic. We'll get a bit of a better view or an idea of, of where the market's sitting at the moment on Friday when Halifax 
ironically, put out their monthly house price index, and we'll see then maybe the first signs of an autumn slowdown. But anecdotally, there really isn't much sign of it. Maybe applications are slightly down, but there's still very, very strong demand in London. Bear in mind, there was a massive amount of pent-up demand that dates back to not just to the pandemic, but even before that, people had put their lives on hold, great period of uncertainty, Brexit, political uncertainty. A lot of people put their lives on hold from a property point of view much longer than they they would do during, you know, calmer times. So that led to a big, big buildup of of pent-up demand, which has been playing out over the last year or so, really. And I, I think that will that momentum will keep the market going for a little bit longer. I think eventually it will peter out, although bear in mind there are stamp duty cuts as well to keep people interested. You know, in the London property market, you bet against it at your peril. So many people have predicted a a crash and it hasn't happened. So we'll see. But I think a cooling for sure is, is on the way. And with interest rates up, as we know the Bank of England are planning, generally we expect to see house prices fall. Is there any sign of that happening? Um, No, there isn't. Um, But interestingly, Knight Frank, who are very respected property advisors and agents, they put out their updated forecast for the London market just this morning. And they're now forecasting a 4% fall this year and a 6% fall next year, 10% over two years, which in the recent history of the London property market is quite chunky falls. That said, it only kind of wipes out the 10% rise that we've had over the past year and leaves it kind of where it was, you know, just over a year ago. So we're not talking catastrophic falls by any means. We're not talking long, prolonged slumps like some of us can remember in, in the early and mid-90s. But it will be the first time that prices have, have fallen by that sort of magnitude for quite a while. So, you know, people will feel it, but I don't think they're forecasting a, a sort of major meltdown. So would you say London is more or less at risk of taking a hit from house prices compared with other parts of the country? That's a really interesting question. If you look back to the start of the pandemic, last two or three years, the big increases have all been outside London, typically in sort of more rural areas, the southwest, East Anglia, parts of the north and so on, have had absolutely tremendous double-digit growth over the past two or three years. Also, the home counties and, and the nicer sort of market towns around, around London has partly been driven by the whole race for space phenomenon. People wanted a different lifestyle. They wanted more space. They wanted bigger homes. They wanted to get out of the city and all that. But what that's meant is that London house prices have lagged slightly behind those in those other parts of the country. So my feeling is it may be those areas that have seen the, the fastest price inflation over the past two or three years, may be the most vulnerable to a big correction. London, I think, has been slower. The price rises have been slower over the last two or three years. And the demand is very, very strong. Young people still wanting to come and live in in the metropolis for work or whatever reasons. So I think London may actually be less vulnerable. Also, another factor to bear in mind, London, which is uh, hugely attractive to foreign buyers, with the... uh, fall in the value of sterling over the last uh, over the past year london's looking really really cheap which i know sounds counterintuitive but in dollar terms you're getting a lot more bang for your buck if you're a foreign buyer an american or you're coming from a country where the currencies are pegged to the dollar some in the middle east for example 
so that will also underpin the London market. So I, my feeling is that London, particularly central London, is is probably going to hold up better than most of the rest of the country. Let's take a break now. In part two, Jonathan gives us his verdict on whether or not we're facing a housing market crisis. I think what could change things is if we go into a more severe recession than is currently being forecast and people start losing their jobs in large numbers, then that could trigger something much bleaker. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And we know mortgage rates are affected by interest rates. What's the current forecast for them? And are we expecting them to rise even further over the next year? I think everything's so febrile at the moment. It's very hard to say. It all depends on how high inflation goes, which in turn is influenced by the energy market. Energy prices seem to be calming a little bit in the in the wholesale market. So that might take a little bit of the sting out of inflation, which in turn means that the Bank of England doesn't have to raise rates as high as as maybe feared last week. And certainly last week, people were talking about Bank of England base rate at 6% by spring. And that could have implied fixed mortgage rates at 7 8%. As things stand, I don't think we're going to get to that level but and we may be relatively close to the to the peak now i should think peak around six or seven percent for mortgages and then hopefully drifting down second half of next year but who knows who knows it's a it's a very unpredictable and febrile world at the moment but certainly buyers will be experiencing borrowing costs that they won't have seen for for very many years certainly since before rates went down to emergency levels in the financial crisis which is now 14 odd years ago so you you need quite long memories to recall when interest rates were last at this level and as you mentioned various factors are at play when it comes to house prices and mortgage rates do you think all this talk of uncertainty will put off a lot of first time buyers i'm sure it will i'm sure those at the margin who are a bit nervous about taking the plunge anyway some of those will definitely say not now it's too risky i think a lot of people as i mentioned before have just reached the point of no return they've got the money lined up they're very very keen to get on the housing ladder they see prices still rising they see mortgage rates still rising they want to strike while the iron's hot before everything gets too out of their reach so i think for now plenty of people will be prepared to take the plunge and i think that will bolster 
prices for now. As I said, particularly as there's the reforms to stamp duty rates make it more attractive at the lower end of the of the price range. Also, help to buy is uh, running out fairly soon, so people might want to grab that assistance while they can as well. I think possibly going into next year and into late into the winter and the spring, then maybe things will start to ease off then. But I would say what I'm hearing from the market is that there's a good deal of momentum. There's loads of buyers. There's still relatively a shortfall of, of stock or supply on the market. That may change as well. But at the moment, I'd say the prices will, will carry on going for a little bit longer. And I think the market will stay fairly buoyant. And I think first-time buyers want to buy. And as you said, there are a lot of unknowns at the moment. But based on what we do know, would you say we are or we're not on the verge of a serious housing market crisis? I don't personally think we are on the verge of a serious housing market crisis. I don't believe that. I think what could change things is if we go into a more severe recession than is currently being forecast and people start losing their jobs in large numbers, then that could trigger something much bleaker because when people are unemployed, then it becomes impossible for them to pay their their mortgages and you get into all sorts of nasty situations with arrears and defaults and potentially repossessions and forced sales and all that, the sort of situation we had in the early 90s. That's when you get a market crash, the ingredients for a market crash. I don't think we're there at the moment. I think the vast majority of people, despite the squeeze on their disposable income, will always prioritize the roof over their heads. They'll always pay the mortgage, however expensive it goes, while they're in work, and they can. They'll cut back on other things. They lose their jobs. And they have absolutely no way of making those payments. As I say, then we're in a different ballgame altogether. But we're not there yet. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.